This episode of the Bayou Dragons podcast is proudly brought to you by Dragon Industrial Rap. Fuse. Ready for any project, no matter how big or how small. Dragon Industrial Rap. What's going on, everybody? My name is Matthew McCall, and I'm happy to be back and joining you on the Bayou Dragons podcast, episode 34. Welcome back. Return of the Mac. I'm here. Return of the mat. Return of the mat. God dang, it feels good to be back in here in the studio with you guys, man. It's been I a little have, while, man. I've missed it. I've missed it, man. I've missed it. I've been on my own little spiritual journey, um, you know, just trying to figure it all out. Yeah, um, we're going to go into your spiritual journey because I don't know how much spiritual, but it is uh, <laughs> maybe for you. I've been enlightened in many ways. Um, so personal space and everything. Oh, that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, your brother can. Oh, he can vouch. He can kind yeah. of vouch. He's damn sure vouch. And it's worse for him, too, because we are in and out of his house 24-7 coming over here and shooting and stuff. But that's fine. I don't care. No, it, that's, don't, it don't make a difference. I mean, he's going to be in a good mood or a bad mood today. He was in not the best mood. But We're referring to his son, Davis. Um, how many months old is he now? About four. Four months old, and today he was pissed. Yeah, he's just having a bad day today, growing pains, you know? You know what it is, why he was so mad? I don't, honestly. I do. It was, he didn't get a bite of that wahoo that we prepared beforehand. He watched us cook, or he watched you cook it, and he didn't get, he's like, he's pissed because he didn't get to try it. He held it together until he saw us eating. He saw he saw the wahoo prepared, and he was like, son of a bitch! Just pissed as hell. So I've been on my own little, uh personal hiatus from the Bayou Dragons recently uh, my wife and I also had a baby and so he's about three weeks old and been trying to uh, figure that out in in our own way uh, so the book the book his name's Eli uh, Porter and Mitchell insist on coming up with nicknames for him they call him the book of Eli uh, based off of the Denzel Washington film it's <laughs> a good film <laughs> damn good film. It actually is a good film, and I haven't seen it in a while. I might watch that tonight. I watched it like a month ago just in preparation for the Elijah. Yeah, man. What is it? You guys have got the book of Eli, uh, Eli Manning. Y'all haven't come up with shit, though, honestly. Did I put this here? Uh, I I think so. It's probably from last, the other night. I'm sorry. Continue. Good old skunked Coors. Drink it, man. I got, I got some, but anyway. Uh, yeah, so Matthew has been hiatus. He's had a child. And um, just take us into, like, you know, that was a whole just you, start your at whole. The, start at the beginning, the conception. <laughs> well, if I'm going to tell this story properly, I've got to take you guys back. And it all, it really all started the day I was born. Um, but now uh, we, yeah, I don't know, we got married, man, and then. Unbeknownst to us, conceived a child, and then she surprised me one day. You know, she set up her her phone in the back of her car, and I she's like, "Babe, come help me get the groceries." You know, pop the trunk, boom, pregnancy test right there. We're pregnant. So, um, and then a long pregnancy, which during the time, you know, it felt like freaking forever that she was pregnant. Now it doesn't feel it feels like the blink of an eye, you know. But um, yeah, we had our healthy little baby boy about three weeks ago, and yeah, so I mean. I, in preparation for having a kid, you know, I'm kind of not really freaked out um, about being a dad, but like not necessarily also in a position in my life right now where I felt like I was ready for that. I was like, so man, I gotta, I gotta work, you know, as much as I can, try to get it in, make a, make as much money as I can. So uh, we were having a startup at work. So basically starting up a new unit. So they put all of the operators, myself included on 712s <clears throat> for about a month. And so we just worked Seven days a week, 12 hours a day, um, pretty much. God Sorry, Snuff. Your sign's not getting put up this episode. Your sign just fell off the, the wall. That's the second time That's the second fell. time it's fell. That fan on, being on is pooching it. But, um, yeah, so just pretty much every day working 12, 13, 14 hours a day sometimes. But uh, And then uh, all the way up until she had the baby. Uh, and luckily for me, the company I worked for gave me six weeks off uh, for leave. My wife had the baby and so I've just been home. Uh, I worked as much as I could and then we had the baby and I've just been home and taking care of my wife and, and our son and you know trying to figure out how to be a dad dude. Just changing diapers and 
Yeah. Little sucker, he always, babies just always need something, like, around the clock. And uh, it's it's tough, dude. I mean, I, I was, it's tough, but it's also not really that hard, if that makes sense. I don't know. Being a dad is awesome, but, I mean, it's just just feeling figuring it all out. You know, once you get you get it figured out, it's really no big deal. I, I don't have one. Uh, probably won't have one for a while. I don't uh, really want to. I just, I did hear that, and correct me if I'm wrong, but to have a boy, uh, it's DSB, right? Um, I don't think, I think regardless of position, the um, you have to just knock, you have to not go um, as hard when you're conceiving the child. Mm. Because if, if you go extremely hard during the conception, uh, the sexual act of trying to have a baby, <laughs> you knock the balls off of them. So I've heard. <laughs> so, but okay, I, know, I, didn't, I, did, I just didn't know if, you know, if it was doggy style babies or not yeah. were a thing. I don't, I don't know. I, and I don't know how long we're going to get off on the tangent of lovemaking. Uh, but, um, <laughs> that's just my, my two cents. And, you know, that's what I've heard growing up. Yeah, I just, I didn't know. I'm not a scientist, you know. I don't I'm, know. Well, if that's a scientist's job, maybe like human anatomy. <laughs> yeah, ask. I'm gonna ask the next scientist I see. It's like, so how do you make a boy? <laughs> and he's like, don't go too hard. You'll knock the nuts off. I always knew this guy growing up, man. He was like, he had like six boys, and he's like, y'all ever can't have a boy, man? Just give me a call. I'll come make it happen. <laughs> like, all right, man. Hell Keep yeah. that in my back pocket. Hell Luckily, yeah. I, we had one, so I don't have to uh, call. Don't have to make that call. I wonder if it is luck of the draw, though. As far as I mean, you see a bunch of people with all boys or all girls. I'm like, I mean, some people just can't have girls or can't have boys. I don't like know. your mother? Well, yeah, my mom yeah. had three boys. Who knows? Yeah, it ain't Robert. Robert had all of them, like Dude, different kinds with different women. So strange too, because like you think down the line, there should be like a like a way of looking at the genetics, like look on your mom's side, you've got boys and girls, or if you're like on your dad's side, you just got all boys. Like you would think in your thought process that that would factor in like, oh, my dad's side's got all all boys. We're going to have, I'm going to have boys, you know. No, nah, I'm doomed. I'm already, no, I'm going to be doomed. I will have a woman. And that's it. I'm going to have a female. Mm, payback. Nothing wrong with that, man. Payback. All those years of you mistreating women. I wouldn't say mistreat, but we'll... <laughs> I uh, used to be would, a piece of shit, and we'll say that. <laughs> hey, people can change, man. People can. You used to be a real piece of shit. Huh? Now look at me. Slicked hair, sloppy steaks, <laughs> just pouring water on them. <laughs> yes. Anyway. Used to be a real piece of shit. Man, you're a... Uh, I do want to give a shout-out to... Old, they look really good on you, the filthy glasses, brother. Oh, they, man, I'm kitted up today, so I got my filthy shades on. Um, shout out to them. I got my eight strong shirt on. I got a workout in before we did the podcast, man. I'm I think we're all good, man. Well, yeah, I'm wearing this, uh, platoon outdoors. I, I'm enjoying all the free stuff, man. Yeah. It comes with, uh, the job, you know, um, I enjoy getting free shit too. And <laughs> it's a plus when, you know, it's comfortable clothes or a cool you know, pair yeah. of glasses. I, <clears throat> you know, the, uh, the filthy shades they sent, I didn't get to see everything they sent Porter. They sent to Porter's house, but Porter uh, gave us a couple pair, and they're great glasses from what I gather. Yeah, I mean. Mitchell, um, we went to go do something the other day, and he was like, here you go, man. I gave me these shades that I'm wearing, and he never even took them out of the package, and when I took them out, I was like, these are sick. And I put them on, he's like trying to take them back from me. I was like, no. <laughs> Shit, no, man. Nah. <laughs> you I get your ass kicked. I don't even know like if they that, looked man. like, like, I didn't look at any of them. I just saw yeah. this pair, and I was like, this is so ridiculously big, Mitchell would be jealous. You gave me two, and I thought they were the same ones, so I grabbed a pair, and I gave Matt the other, you know, package. It looked the same, and then he opened them up. I was like, shit. I yeah, like man. Those. Yeah, they're yeah, really man. Elton John-ish. The very uh, 70s, 70s, yeah. 80s. Yeah. The or OGs, I think, is what they got them on their website. It's called the OGs. Uh, OGs. I, yeah. I figured they'd call them the Dahmers. What is it? They do like – I did get um, Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, what was the guy? Um, uh it wasn't the big Lebowski, was it? The dude in Lebowski wore these? I think oh, it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was. Those yeah. yellow frame, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, the rose-colored glasses, man. I fucking love these things. Uh, I, Mitchell was very jealous of the big ones, so I messaged the guy from Filthy today and got him to send another big pair. And he said, the pink ones? I was like, nah, I'll spare Mitchell that. 
Totally. Well, I'm curious if they're safety like approved. If I can wear them to work, who gives it? <laughs> Does your work look at that shit? No, I don't. Dude, think they really pay too much attention to. I it. wore I wore the Weed Whacker 9000s at work the other day, and I had so many compliments on them. Everybody wanted them that my supervisor came up to me and was like, "Are those Z87 uh, approved?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he just stared at me like he didn't believe me. And I was like, "You pulled them off and showed." Them? I was like, "Here, like take them." You know, and he looked at me. He's like, "Okay." He's like, I was like. <laughs> like you didn't believe me, man. I was, he was like, "Oh no, I believe Dude, you." One of my bosses of the day, You're I was wearing cocky. my, I was wearing my Costas glasses, lens, all that shit, and he just, he was like, "Those Z eighty seven. I was like, "It was our safety, like head of safety." I was like, "Yeah." He just goes, "Okay," like, okay. and he's wearing Costas too, so he just wants you to say yes. So he, if you, I mean, if something happened, I lied. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think they're nearly as hard on like like facility operators as they are like on contractors. Yeah. I've seen like when I was a contractor, they were hard on me everywhere I went. I had a guy measure my fucking defined heel on my boots when I was in Pennsylvania. And he was like, if you wear these, if I see you in these tomorrow, you're fucking blackballed. Like you're not coming back in here. So I had to leave work that day and go buy fucking new boots. high heels. You know, the fine heel. I was wearing the twisted X's, you know, that had kind of have like the, but they were still the toe. shoe boots. Yeah. They're still toe. The shoe boots. That's what I call them. They're like, they're not high. Um, uh, the heels aren't high. Oh, he wanted you to wear high heels. Not the heel, but um, you know the ankle, the ankle. It just sure. like a pair of tennis shoes. They're low ankle. And, oh, um, he wanted you yeah, to wear like the moccasins. He, he wanted you to wear some calfers. Oh no, the bottom of the heel of your foot didn't have a a big heel on it or something. Okay, that's fucking stupid. And he wanted you to wear high heels. Pretty much. Yeah. That's more dangerous. Uh, I think it's a ladder climbing thing. Oh yeah. Did you I, climb a lot of ladders? Fuck no, I didn't climb ladders. It was fucking eighteen degrees outside three feet of snow and the wind was blowing 30 miles an hour every day. I wasn't climbing shit. I was in the truck every day. Mm. Fucking cabbed up, boy. Cabbed up. But, um, <sighs> shit. See, so how many more weeks off you have? Two? Man, I think three. I go back. So when I go back to work, I go, um, I think on the 16th, it's actually Marsh Fest, right? So we're doing Marsh Fest. Coincidentally, I have to go back to work. Um, but I'm not going back into work. I'm going to fire school. So I got to go to Louisiana. We're doing fire school. Then I'll have a couple of days off. Probably work some overtime then. Um, but I will the final day of Marsh Fest be there, and maybe even the second day. So I think they're doing rather than Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They're doing Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So I might make it Saturday and or Friday and Saturday. Yeah, we're gonna have to figure that out. So yeah. we'll whoop it. We'll get it whooped. That's coming next month. Yep, May. It's April pretty, right now, right? Sweet. No, it's May right too. now. Yeah, it's May. It's May the 2nd. 5-2, yeah. baby. Yeah, so this month we'll be in Winnie, Texas at the annual Marsh Fest. I really don't know this whole situation because I have to work the first two days. Yeah. Um, I know Mitchell should be off for the last two, but we're going to have to figure out something with the setup and um, getting everything out there. I'll be uh, starting Friday. I'll be on 12s. Till further notice. Oh, fuck. Never mind. He won't be. Yeah, I'll start that. My shutdown's coming up starting Friday. So we'll have to figure... Grundle. <laughs> Where are you at, Grundle? Grundle. Uh, and uh, everybody listen to this. If you haven't listened to the last podcast, that will be uploaded here shortly. Um, we did a whole interview with our boy Grundle and Damone. And uh, what do we call it? The Bullshit Chronicles? or No, uh, Locker Room Talk. Locker Room yeah. Talk. It was just lock, the episode. The last episode was called Locker Room Talk. So if you're just tuning into this one, listen to that one. You're not going to learn shit. That's <laughs> you might lose some brain cells. You huh? will lose some brain cells. That was cells. a long one, man. Y'all went for a while on that one. Yeah, dude. It was, it was just stamina. What did y'all pop like gas station dick pills and just come in here and drink beer and just go off for two hours? Blue Chew, bro. Blue Chew. This podcast is brought to you by Blue Chew. <laughs> uh, Horny goat weed. Yeah, dude. I'm telling you, you ever have one of those Blue Chews? Hey, no, I have not. I haven't tried the Bluetooth. I'm I, don't know. I have no need. For right our now, viewers. Anyway. He's giving the head nod right now. For anybody <laughs> tuning in and not watching on YouTube.com slash Bayou Dragons, check it out over there. Um, dude, being a father, the, the things that you don't expect are the things that take you the most by surprise. Like the things you don't think about. And, man, dude, I'm telling you, when you have a baby, so the doctors all say, like, you know, the women are very fertile after birth. So all the guys that, like, I work with, and they're talking about it, you know, like, oh, your wife's about to have a baby. Well, don't even look at her after she has the baby because she'll just get pregnant. And 
but there's like a six week period where they have to recover and damn I'm fucking keyed up boy <laughs> this is some bullshit just keyed up dude sometimes up. sometimes man like I don't even know dude like that's why you've been working out so much ah, dude, strong I just, gust will I get was you. just screaming in the shop earlier working out ah. I like sometimes dude I'll just have to go like in the bathroom and put a blindfold on and just just oh fuck. feel around yeah just just kind of like put a blindfold on and forget that it's even there and then I can kind of regain my myself and uh, calm down. Wow, you have a problem. Oh man, yeah, yeah, you, that, dude. I think she's problem. giving off some sort of pheromone uh, oh. after after having the baby, dude. I don't know. It's weird, man. It's very strange. All you dads out there, y'all might know what I'm talking about, but or if y'all don't, you're gonna think this dude's a jackass. But hey, man. I don't know. I've never had a kid. I've had a new dog though once, <laughs> yeah. and. Uh, my you, wife put off a fair amount. Walked around showing root at the house for <laughs> yeah, a while. Yeah, I got a new corgi. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, well, that probably made her, um, you know, that's like buying a, um, I don't know if that ranks anywhere with like buying a new jewelry or something for some people, but you bring home like a cute dog, man. That's liable to, liable to help out your chances, man. Yeah, it did not for me. So with my last dog, the only dog I've ever spent money on and I'll go into how much, not just for her, but that she cost me. Old Scout, my corgi, I've never paid a dime for a dog. Well, I'm not going to blame it on my wife for our last dog uh, getting killed, but it was her fault. And um, so we went without a corgi for a while, and I love that damn dog, or that breed of dog, corgis. Mm -hmm. Just love them. They're great. Personalities, everything. They're floofy, floof butts. And uh, I got in contact with a lady from Oklahoma, from a Ringling, Oklahoma, A3 Corgi Ranch. Sorry, I didn't mean to bore you over there. No, nah, you're good. Mitchell's Jesus. causing a funk. Yeah, he's, he's causing a, funk. a the funk. I need another beer. Grab me another beer. Yeah, got the funk. Please. I'm uh, sorry to interrupt your Corgi story. Yeah, my, my, my bad, man. My, my bad, man. My, my bad, man. My, my, my anyway, bad, man. so I... I was like, I figured, I was like, well, I'm going to surprise Delaney with a new Corgi. So I messaged this one back and forth. I'm like, where are you from? Ringling, Oklahoma. It's like, how much is your dogs? And they're like, they have all their paperwork. They have this, blah, blah, blah. Uh, 100%. It's 800 bucks. I was like, okay. The most high-end championship dog that doesn't do shit. Ba basically. That's yeah. what a Corgi is. Yeah, well, you too. say that doesn't do shit. They do, but... For the normal people, U.S. citizens, we yeah, don't use them. Run-of-the-mill average Joe gets a yeah. corgi, and he's just... Just nothing with it. Because they, they use them for, like, rallying up, like, sheep and birds and, like, small horses and shit, like in England and stuff. Man, dead serious. There's fucking... Watch them herd up, like, ducks and shit. It's hilarious. But anyway, mine just sits on the couch. But uh, so I drove... Like, I woke up one morning... And she works at the school, so she has to wake up at 6. I woke up at 4 and said I was going to the gym. And I was like, just I just lied, you know, nothing to it, just lying. Said I went to the gym, and I took off towards Oklahoma. This is before uh, find your friend on Snapchat or whatever. So I just take off north, and it's like a nine-hour drive one way. Got there, got the dog, everything in some sketchy little fucking town, Ringling, Oklahoma. Ain't shit there. Picked it up, came back, and I was like, I was making great time. I was driving like 100. And uh, the dog, Scout, uh, ended up vomiting and shitting in my center console. Part of it. And then I ended up, like, getting into traffic, so I slammed on the brakes. Dog went flying, like, the back seat pissed everywhere. It was like a whole situation. There's shit, piss, vomit everywhere in my truck on an hour-hour drive. Ended up getting stuck in traffic for like two hours. What time of the year was it? Oh, shit. Was this like summertime? Was it just cooking in there? June, July, August. I think it was like in August, September. It was right before hunting season. But down here, it's 100 degrees still. So I get home, and, well, my wife is calling and texting me because <laughs> she's like, hey. Where, I, where the hell are you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, because... My plan was, like, the way it was going to work out, I was going to beat her home by, like, 30 minutes. 
I ended up getting home like three hours late because of all that traffic, and she thought I was cheating on her. So then I had that whole situation. So I walked in with well, this. Well, just in the time that it took you to, like, get home. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and I, I was still holding to my lie that I was, like, I didn't tell her I was getting a dog. Still, still at the at gym. The, still I've been the fucking gym. working out for 12 hours. I dude. think I actually told her I went back to the gym. So then she was just really just infuriated with me. And I was like, oh, God. But I stick to lies, man. That's one thing. If anyone's listening or watching, always stick to your lie. Never <laughs> give up. And uh, so I walk into the house, and she just, she's like, where the fuck have you been? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm, I just had the dog. I pulled it out, like holding it like Simba, like, and she goes what the fuck is that like she was not thrilled and i was like i drove to oklahoma for this dog for you and she's like it took her a little while she was not happy (laughs) she ended up coming around but then that dog after 800 dollars and driving 16 hours or 18 hours uh, she destroyed all my furniture when we were gone I'm talking ate a hole from the back to the front on all my couches, that chairs. That was the old furniture. The old furniture. So then, which was new furniture because I just flooded. So there went about two grand, and then I had to buy a $3,000 couch with that. So she ended up costing me like $10,000 after everything she destroyed. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Um, I'm looking for when the dog we have now croaks. I want to get a dog that. Is just, I don't want a hunting dog. I don't want anything crazy. I want the laziest dog breed money can buy. Doesn't shed, just lays down all day, relaxes. It it just limps outside to go to the bathroom and it limps back in. No barking, nothing. You tell me the breed and I'll buy that one. You might just want to go and buy like a Oldest, old ass fucking decrepit dog, man. Just what an old go get butt. A, Go find, like, a blind dog from the shelter. I might do that. Dude. I just want, you know, I, I like to have a dog. Why do you even want a dog, then? I like to have a dog, but just a chill dog, you know? One that just goes outside, limps out to the grass, shits, then walks back inside and lays on his mat. Yes, lays down, and he'll come lay, you know, down at your feet by the fire. You know, you got a fire going, you know, he'll lay about, you know, down you by your like feet and just pet him a little bit. That's it. That's all I want. Oh, okay. So, any viewers or listeners, please tell us which one <laughs> will do that. And they're gonna be like one on his deathbed. Yeah, probably, get you, dude. Why don't you? Um, I got a great idea. Get another uh, German short hair pointer. Yeah, I probably will. Those dude. are very, uh, very calm dogs. They are not wired up at all. They don't do really much of anything. You've done good, Matthew. You've stuck to your lie. <laughs> now, Mitchell, tell us how much that dog cost you. This dog that you had to have. I didn't have to have it. I wanted a German pointer. I don't know. He cost me probably about, I don't know, three, three or four thousand in damages before I got rid of him. <laughs> he crawled underneath Mitch's truck and just started going to town. Destroyed, <laughs> destroyed the wiring for his four wheel drive. Yeah, he did everything. It didn't matter what I did with that dog. He whatever, wherever I put him, he was destroying it. I could build a concrete fortress and he would destroy that. The the insulation underneath the house. Yep. The best thing is that he sold the dog or gave the dog away to somebody and said, here you go, here's the dog, whatever, and they were thrilled about it. But then like two weeks later, they called my mom and were like, please come and get this dog. He's fucking destroyed everything we own. My husband and I are about to get a divorce. <laughs> like, <laughs> My mom went and got the dog and didn't tell Mitch and then showed back up to the house with him. And like a couple days later, he's like, you know, just tooting around, coming over to visit or something. He sees that fucking dog, and he's like, what the fuck? Dude, I felt so, like, because that was when he was still in Port Natchez, right? Or no, yeah, no, you were. No, at, I was still, uh, yeah, I was in Port Natchez. You were in Port Natchez during, like, the, it was like the transition from the trailer to Port Natchez, that whole situation. Well, I went by to pick up a trailer or pick up the boat one day, and Jan hauls ass on, Jan is uh, the McCall boys, his mother, sweet angel, Love Jan. She pulls back there and goes, you cannot tell Mitchell. Because <laughs> She I, like, went behind my back and went and got that dog. I was pissed. Dude, I pulled up, and I saw that dog just run around the corner and stop in front of me, and I was like, no. Because I hate that dog. <laughs> like, still, I hate that dog with a passion. Have him, they still have him over there, and he's, 
You know, he's calmed down a little bit, but I told her, I said, that's your dog now. I don't want nothing to do with him. Dude, I was just so... Dude, I almost shot that dog the other day. And I hate to say that. I love dogs. Like, I'm a big dog guy. I've had dogs my whole life. Like, I would never Big dog animal, guy. Dude, this fucking dog. I came home one day. <clears throat> I went hunting that morning. Shot a three-man limit. So, I pulled up in my driveway, which is out behind my parents' house. I live out behind them. And so, that dog was up front running around. I didn't even think about it. I had a three-man limit, a teal, uh, in the bed of my truck. I go inside, grab a Ziploc, you know, get my knives and... I come back out, man, and every single duck, like I dropped my tailgate, but the birds were like still like up against the cab in the bed of the truck. So I didn't think anything about it. Dude, I came back outside, every single bird gone. 18 fucking ducks. Doesn't surprise me. And I was like, dude, I was so confused. I was inside for like a couple minutes. And um, so I'm like, what the hell? Where did these birds go, dude? And like I'm walking around looking for somebody, you know, that is home. Somebody that, like, maybe came out there and grabbed, I don't know, like a human being. Because there's no way a dog got 18 birds and ate them all or did something with them. Dude, I looked up, and I saw that dog, and he saw me, and he just kind of hunkered down. Like, he knew he fucked up. Remington. And I almost fucking killed him, dude. I was like, oh, I'm so mad, but That's the, I couldn't do it, man. That, what's even worse is his name's Remington. Like, and then he destroys all that and then eats all your birds. Bastard. Mm-hmm. But he's living his best life over there. So yeah, he's good for him. He has calmed down a little bit, but like I said, I I would not recommend unless you're really working with a with these dogs, a German pointer, just for like a, GSPs, just for a, like a pet, you know, not to hunt them or anything. They're they're real high strung, so keep that in mind if you're ever looking for looking to get one. Anyway, just get you a corgi. Feed it a lot of food; it'll get fat. And they uh back when like uh. Why I fell in love with them was whenever our house flooded, we used to have uh, Baxter. Baxter. And uh, we stayed in a trailer house for a while. The man punted Baxter. The, all he'd do is walk in the house and lay down on the air vents. Yep. He liked the way it felt on his nuts. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. Dude, I do that sometimes too, man. I like the way the air vents feel after a good workout. You come in, you're good and sweaty, you just stand over one and your clothes, you just blow up like the Michelin man. Get a good draft up the gooch. Oh, like uh Phenomenal. What was that girl's name? Sensational. Yeah. But anyway, um, so, shit, I'm just trying to figure out what all we haven't, I mean, because like me and you were talking last night, and I said, let's just save it for the podcast, because. Yeah, man, uh, it's been, it's been pretty. Uh, I haven't seen you in a while. It's been pretty low key, dude, but, um, and you were gone for, fuck, forever, dude. You were at, you were working, and then you went straight to the lake. And I was then, bass fishing. Bass fishing, uh, the two moon, and then I don't even know. You were you stayed up there for quite a while, but um, shit, man, I've just been keeping it low key around the house. I got a new camera, dude. I'm pretty fucking jazzed about it. Yeah, so, tell the people what you got. I uh, you know, been shooting for a few years now. By no means a professional photographer, but um, you know, I was just in need of a something to kind of level up a little bit and. You know, during the, um, if you guys follow along with us, we've been some, made some trips, you know, we've headed up north and hunted and filmed in Canada and, you know, just some northern states. And uh, so I rented a Canon R6 while we were there and that was a phenomenal camera. And then I ended up deciding to to buy a Canon R5 and it took me forever to save up and buy one, but I finally did. And this thing is phenomenal. I love it. So trying to shoot some more content, you know, while I still got the time off and I'm around the house and, uh, it's going well, man. So super excited to, um, is that a dog? Yeah, that's a fat dog. So <clears throat> super, super excited to, uh, you know, have the opportunity to shoot uh, high quality content, you know, from this point forward and this camera will, you know, continue to be relevant for years and years to come. And I still got a long way to go to, to learn like the full capabilities of it. So, yeah. I've been just staying up late watching YouTube videos, trying to shoot some, you know, shoot some videos, get the color right and all that good shit. Yeah, between YouTube and Pornhub, you've been putting in the work and I do. Oh, uh, God. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, that's not a sponsor of the podcast, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, dude, I am excited now that we have, you know, multiple good. Oh, something happened. You lost your headset. It happened to me a minute ago. Oh, did it? Yeah. Oh, I can still hear you. My bad. I lost my headset. 
I gotta go. No, um, but yeah, I'm glad we can film in all different types of uh, high quality shit. Yeah. Good thing is too is that now that me and Mitchell are on the same um, same platform, both shooting on Canon cameras. Um, the only difference is our mounting. Like he has a EF camera, I have an RF mounting system, and so, but he's got an adapter, so we can pretty much like, you know, kind of rotate and swap all of our shit. You know, mine's, so. mine's RF mount. Is it? Oh, you just have the lens that you have as EF. So we both have RF cameras. Yeah, they're RF, but I have a, a EF lens, so I have to have the adapter for that lens. Because it won't mount directly onto the R6. Yeah. But that's the only uh, adapter. That's the only lens I need an adapter for. The rest of my glass is RF. Dude, I'm... What does RF stand for? Like, Ray... I don't know. Do we not know what it stands for? Oh, okay. They have two different mounting systems, EF and RF. The RF's like the newest. Yeah, like a Canon thing. Oh, okay. I'm in a pickle, dude, though. Like, God, man, there's... Vinegar? No, I'm not a pickle. I'm in oh. one. Oh, okay. I feel like I'm going to have to pick my battles now going forward and that I'm going to have way less time to hunt and, you know, go out and make trips this year, man. So, But I think the, the main priority is the big trip that we're going on. And then As long I as you might, don't pooch on that, I don't yeah, care, man. I like, might have to, to shaft you all on, on some other adventures. That's fine. That's fine. I mean, it is what it is. <clears throat> you have a kid now. Yeah. Because regardless, I'm still going to do all of them. As long as you make the Montana one, or Canada one, I mean, then we'll be all in a good situation. But then, so, I'm supposed to be bringing uh, B. Shiesty and Nubby down here. Dude, I love those guys. They're supposed to be doing, I want to take them, they've never caught redfish or crabs or none of that. Dude, so. Nubby, Nubby messaged me the other day, and he wants us to come hunt with them again this year. I know. Um, I want to do a little trade, trade for trade. Yeah. So Nubby and B. Shiesty, they ran pin, Pinwheel. Uh, it was Pinwheel Outfitters. Was it Pinwheel? Lubbock. They were working yeah. for, uh, ah, man, some guy, dude. I don't, I don't know the know. guy. I'm not going to drag the dude, but he yeah. did not seem like a ray of sunshine. Yeah, but B. Shiesty and Nubby were – Legit. Oh, it was a silver lining for sure, man. I really enjoyed, enjoyed the shit trip. out of them. So <laughs> that's why I want to bring them down here, put them up in a nice hotel in Winnie, Texas. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> dude, we'll put them in the, uh, that Crystal Beach Motel. What's it called? Oh, Crystal man. Palace. No, that, that place ain't no good. Oh, oh bro. They would enjoy the shit uh, out dude, of them. Dude, they got all full service, man. The cockroaches carry your bags to your room. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's everything, man. Hell yeah. Everything you want out of a hotel. Or we'll just put them in Joe's trailer house. Yeah. Well, yeah, Joe also had a child. Everybody's been having children like there lately. Like Joe had a child, you had a child, Mitchell's had a child. Just that time, dude. All the women were in season. <laughs> they were in heat. All at the same time, <laughs> putting off a scent, man. Our old mud asses, just not me, but y'all, y'all couldn't stay away. Y'all got up. <sighs> but uh, knotted up, man. <laughs> knotted up like a dog. I it was get, wild, dude. Mitchell. Get, Mitchell had to come out there and pry us apart with a uh, crowbar. But, um, no, I didn't get to meet those guys. I didn't get to make that trip. I look forward to meeting them. Hopefully you can bring them down when I'm off the shutdown. We can go fishing and bring yeah. them out on the bayou. Brooks was uh, – I actually talked to him a while back, and I was trying to get him down here just for a weekend, like this month. And um, we talked about it. He was having like a crawfish boil or something, and – uh, he said he had some time off coming up. He wanted to come down just to visit, you know. So, well, I mean, they they kind of do their own thing. So, I, 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 we can get them down, I think, on a weekend, really, whenever. I'd just like to get it done before gator season starts and, you know, till season. Yeah. Also, yeah. nice to have something cool to do, not just be like, okay, you know, we're just going to hang out, like have something that's yeah. going on that weekend. Like the Gator Fest thing with Matt was pretty cool when, when Snuff Cup came down, being able to say, like, hey, this is – a festival and like an event that showcases what we're about and what we do down here. We have the whole gator competition and, you know, all of our local Texas musicians coming in, like all these people out here, everybody that walks through the gate is somebody who's hunted and fishes and like, you know, just outdoorsmen coming out there. And so that was like a really cool showcase to take somebody who's not from our area and kind of show him like the, the nuanced things that the Southeast Texas coast has to offer. As opposed to, you know, he's up in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, Snuff Cup for, will be returning this year. I've been talking to him a little bit. So yeah, he wants to come back down, hang out, and maybe we can put him on some birds this time. You know, if he comes down at the right time of year, go on a teal hunt or something. Yeah, that whole situation sucked for him. I felt bad for uh, old Matthew Baker, but it's yeah, hunting. We got shafted, it's man. hunting. We had to hunt public land that morning. We were supposed to get some private, but we hunted public and <laughs> we didn't do too well that morning. But hey, he got to enjoy the southeast texas marsh experience it was a beautiful sunrise it was nice out there we just didn't see many birds he got plaked he got plaked <laughs> he got plaked he got wait plaked. was it us that we were supposed to go in the yes did you get oh, that no. snapchat the other day porter yes i did of the original the og yeah i saw mm-hmm. um also if y'all didn't notice the opening of this podcast with dragon rap industrial that that nice little Damn, new clean. Yeah, the new we're we're getting legit sponsors now. So, the last episode we had them, but we haven't really got to talk about it. So now we have we're picking up sponsors for the podcast and sponsors to wrap our trailer for all of our hunts, our shows, whatever. That thing's gonna make a lot of trips. A lot of people are gonna see it. So we're picking up sponsors for all that stuff. So. And yeah, what I'm most excited about for having all that stuff is going and doing shows, man. I can't wait to get back out on the road. We got, um, so actually I was supposed to the other night uh, get us back in for the Texas Trophy Hunter Circuit, which is in August, so we got plenty of time, but I got all the stuff to do that. So we will be in Houston, Dallas, and San Antonio this year. Um, all three weekends we'll be there. And then um, just some other stuff as well, whatever pops up, you know, whatever we can. Gator Fest. Whatever Rice we can Festival. do. All of our local stuff will be there. Gator Fest, Rice Fest, Marsh Fest. So any of our local listeners, um, you can find us there. Um, so, yeah, man. Oh, did are you going to do that thing? What's that? The one that RJ was saying? Uh Oh, no. I, I'm not going to be able to do it. The Texas Motor Speedway? No. What's The that? one at the Avenue X. Avenue oh, X. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can do that. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, no problem there. Perfect. Um, I, I told him yes, and because he was, he didn't think we were going to be able to do it. So yeah, man, I'll do whatever I can, dude. I love doing the shows. The shows are fun, man. You get to meet and, well, all kinds and those of are easy because they're usually like, it's probably gonna be like a six hour deal. Yeah, but like, even like the big ones, dude. Like I like going out and, um, you know, having like a like a weekend. It, it all, I guess, if you do it too much, you know, you're just running and gunning like every day and. <laughs> every week doing shows like it, it gets exhausting but like it kind of feels like a small vacation getting to go out there and like you get your shit set up day one and then you're just back and forth to the booth and you know afterwards you're getting to maybe meet somebody you know at the show and then you guys go out and have drinks and dinner and whatever and bullshit and then you come back the next day get to meet meet people and and show people you know what you're about a lot of people are just foot traffic walks in they're like well buy you dragons what's this about basically like, us at the boat show this year yeah you're like hey man we're just doing our thing, dude. We're just a couple of guys, and uh, we love making content. We're big outdoorsmen, and we're just trying to showcase our lifestyle and spread positivity and, you know, kind of the uh, the southern style, man, the outdoor lifestyle. And um, so, yeah, man, it's cool getting to put people onto that, especially in, like, big cities where people are like, yeah, man, I got a cousin who lives down there in South Texas. And you're like, oh, that's cool, man. You ever hunted? No, never in my life, man. <laughs> yeah. Fucking I said, I got a gun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Well, cool, Hell man. Yeah, you brother. ought to get out there and try it, dude. You know, so there's all ki- all types of folks out there, man. Important yeah. to grab me a beer out of there. Yep. I just like going and uh, the people, you know, you meet along the way at those shows. A bunch of random, you know, people will stop by. Not even other vendors. You know, it's fun meeting those those guys, too, and making forming relationships with them. But the people that will just stop by and just – visit with you you know five ten minutes you know kind of learn a little bit about them you get to explain the business you know what we do like you were saying it's just it's it's fun dude and sometimes you'll run into somebody that just proves that the world is pretty small so like during the the week of the boat show like on that thursday i think it was i was just sitting there it was just me and um this old man walks up and he's sitting there just like you know, old men have that scowl, you know, that scowl just looking up and goes, he goes, what's up with that? You know? So I start talking to him, tell him where we're from, blah, blah, blah. He goes, Southeast Texas, huh? You heard of Fnet? 
I was like, that's where our shop's set out of. He's like, do you know a guy named Bob Crowder? And I said, RIP, Bob, because he just passed away a week before. It's my wife's uncle. Just passed away the week before that. And he's like, he was a dear friend of mine. We ended up talking all kinds of stories, hunting stories. He's known Bob for like 45 years. Like, told me shit that I can't say on here. And, but like, good stuff too. Like, he was like, I remember one time I had this dog for like 10 years that we hunted with all the time. My dog died. And he said one day, like on a Sunday, like at 9 a.m., he said, I was in my underwear just watching the news and I hear a knock on the door. And, like, I look out the window and saw Bob sitting there. So he's uh, walked outside, and Bob took his hat off, put it over his heart, you know, and was like, man, I'm sorry about your dog. He's like, well, I, I appreciate that, Bobby. You didn't have to drive because, like, he lived, like, three hours away. Like, he's on the other side of Houston. Bob drove three hours to tell him he's sorry, and he's like, look, come to the truck, and then ended up buying him, a cho- like, a had a baby chocolate lab. Yeah, that's cool. Gave him a new puppy, like, which is, you know, genuine – Southeast Texas. Speaks to the kind of man he was. Yeah. yeah. But he was just like, man, he was a good man. So, like, this dude that never heard of us ended up being best friends with basically, like, people that we know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I tell you also, it gives you a really good feeling or whatever is someone comes up to you, or, you know, some smaller kids or just anybody and says, hey, man, I really, really love watching y'all stuff. Like, they know who you are. I love y'all's videos. You know, keep on doing what you're doing. Love the shirts, love the hats. Y'all are awesome. Whatever. I mean, that's it's just an awesome feeling, man. Does that ever make you guys like think about the some of the shittier things that you've done? Like when a little kid comes up and like, man, I love y'all stuff, and you're like, God, I wish I hadn't talked about that one nope. thing on the podcast. Nope, never. <laughs> no. I'm not taking back shit. <laughs> I will say what's on my mind, and I will stand by it. And sometimes I'm like. Wow, I might have went a little too hard, but oh well. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. The thing that I think sets us apart from any other group is that we're we're pretty raw and unfiltered with with our thoughts and opinions of everything, and we really don't care what the others think, you know. And um, I think that sets us apart. I think that's we're showing that right now, doing our little cooking videos. Look, we have never, and I love how people are talking shit on this, and I know we kind of talk about this randomly like different people talking shit but like we never claimed we're a cooking channel we just we enjoy cooking we all cook we do different stuff especially with wild game or fish or whatever that we've you know killed cleaned caught whatever we like to we're starting to show how we prepare it and it's getting good and bad traction on social media bad traction just bad comments yeah, and I'm great like, traction is getting a lot of views. It doesn't matter, you know. Once you get up and start getting the, the big exposure, like some of the videos do with the cooking, you're. I mean, everybody does shit different, you know. People are like, you know, that shit. You ain't doing that shit right. Well, whatever. That's how we do it, and that's how we yeah. prepare it for our friends and family, and that's how we yeah enjoy we, it. we like to we like to share that process. Like tonight, we recorded Matthew recorded me doing that wahoo. Someone. Oh, is the the one person, dude? I mean, and there probably might be multiple people who talk shit, but there's guaranteed someone's gonna say some shit. And I do, man. There's nothing you can tell me. You cannot tell me anything to steer me away from how good, how freaking delicious that wahoo was. It was, oh my gosh! It, honestly, Phenomenal. it was probably the best I've done. Like the like just the fish in general was fantastic, dude. If in someone, oh man, you're screwing up by not doing this. Like, there's no no screwing that up, man. That was beautiful. That was a ten. That fish that you cooked tonight did that was that gifted to you or did you catch? Actually, that was uh, gifted me from Warhola. So Warhola gifted Porter some fresh wahoo caught out of the Gulf, and let me tell you, the wahoo has become probably my favorite offshore Dude, it's, it's saltwater fish. It's a steak, fish man. It's fantastic. Mm, it's delicious. It's something that is very hard to come by, and I respect it. I've caught it. I've cleaned it. It's such a fresh fish, like so good. It's salty. I mean, it comes from way offshore. You know, it already is seasoned with the ocean. You know, God, it's man, just, don't get me going on that. That is, that's been one of my top life experiences. Has been going out 150 miles off of, you know, off the coast into the ocean and fishing, dude. Like, no, we went to the big rig, huh? Yeah, that was we 186 went, miles. We went past 150, I think. We we went to 150 and then traveled a little bit farther. But yeah, 186. God dang, dude. Like, that that whole experience 
everything that goes into it, everything that you take away from it, like all around is, is top notch. dude. Life changing. It's literally life changing. Mm -hmm. If you tell me it's not, it's like, there's multiple things like skydiving. If you've never done it, do it. Life changing. I've done it twice and I will do it again. And every time, like both times, it's like, it's life changing. It is, it is not even like people are like, oh, it's the adrenaline rush. It's like, dude, it's just once you're falling out of the plane. Like I never had like that, like that nervousness, like of adrenaline, not not acting like a hard ass. I'm like, millions of people do this, so it's not like something that I have to be worried about, like dying. It's the views. You're you're coming down at Earth at 120 miles per hour, and you see everything. I'd like to try it. I've never been. Uh, I know they run one out of uh, Crystal Beach. They do one, and I think that would be badass. I, that's my next one I want to do. Skydiving over the marsh. I think that would be freaking cool. Well, well that's you the land one. in the marsh. Well, when you do it over Crystal, you're over the marsh. You just end up landing back, like, towards the beach. Oh, okay. But, like, I've done it in Houston, but I could see the marsh. Like, you're so high up. You know, when I jumped out, you can see the bay. You can see marshes on the outlying of Houston. You see the city, mm. all that shit. But I landed. You kind of were on the outside, outskirts of Houston. And that's, that's where Tanner did it. I think he went to the Crystal Beach. Um, yeah. Crystal Beach one. And I've done it in San Marcos. I've seen Hill Country coming down, and that's a beautiful thing. And then going, doing an overnight trip, or not even an overnight trip, just go offshore. Go 100 miles offshore, and it is, I mean, the water, Dude, the, the air. The sunrise, the sunset, the air, yeah. the, just uh, everything that your senses can perceive, everything that your your body can like take in is incredible like and it's it gets to a point where like you just continue to tell yourself like holy shit dude this is badass like like you, you're never not thinking about how cool it is while you're out there another thing and i would say probably like my top three like just like damn it i love being alive and third will be like skiing you get up on the top of a cliff, mm-hmm. and I'm talking way up there. You're going up on a black, and I'm not not saying I'm a good skier. Just I can ski regular blacks, but you get up there, and you you hit it at the perfect time where there's not a lot of people. You go down and you just stop midways. You have your little backpack. I have a shot of fireball and like a oh, a Coors Light, and I sit down and I look out at like 1,100 feet above or 11,000 feet above sea level, and you're just looking out at everything, just enjoying a beer, a shot of whiskey, and you're mm-hmm. just like, damn it. Dude, and we did that together. We did. Coincidentally, we had this trip planned. Me and my uh, then she was my girlfriend. I went up there to propose to her. I get a call, and it's Porter, and he's like, hey, man, are y'all in Colorado? I'm like, yeah. He's like, y'all going to Breckenridge? Yeah. He's like, dude, we are too, and we had to fly up a day early because there's a storm coming. He's like, we don't have anywhere to stay. Can we stay with you? I was like, shit, yeah, man. So, like, Porter and a couple other guys, like, stayed the night with us. And then I didn't, we didn't even, like, plan this. He just was coincidentally going up there at the same time. And then we ended up, like, over the course of the trip, spending some time together and hanging out. And I called him one day. I was like, dude, we got to get together and go hit the mountain. And, like, we get all the way up there. And he's like, hey, man, stop right here, you know. Pulled off under a tree and just fucking we just sat down under this giant, like, fir tree and just looked, had this giant, this amazing view down the mountain, and he just takes off his backpack, opens it up, full beers. of cores, <laughs> yeah. just starts distributing beers, and we just sat there, man, just drank beer and hung That's out. like my, my favorite part of that whole thing. It's not like the whole the whole skiing and all that shit. It's like once you get somewhere where m- the vast majority of people haven't been, that's, that's my whole thing. Vast majority haven't been offshore. Vast majority haven't jumped out of a plane. Vast majority haven't been 11,000 feet in that spot that I'm at sitting here staring out over Colorado. It's like, dude, I had a thought and I've had this thought multiple times over the course of my life. Do you ever think that you have set foot in a place where no other human has ever stepped? Think about that. Like when we were, I'm, I'm sure we were driving across just the vast plains of north dakota and there's just nothing we're like yeah. driving through the mountains and the hills and there's just like for miles in in every direction like at some points i mean probably 10 20 30 40 however many miles in every direction there's nothing except for just plains or hills and mountains do you ever think 
that if you were to just walk across that area, you'd be the first person. You'd be, you would have stepped somewhere where no other human being has ever stepped. There's a good chance. There really is a right? good chance. I mean, some. I don't know if me particularly. Now I've might have. I've might have swam somewhere that someone hasn't swam in that exact spot. Oh well, jumping that, off. That's but different though because you're in the water, right? You're in the water's water. always changing and moving. But like well, just your footprint on the ground in that basically area of a Neil, your foot. Neil Armstrong of uh, yeah of Earth. No, like, there has to have been a chance that well, you yeah, step somewhere maybe. that someone else has never set foot before. Maybe I've we got to find a way to 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 make that a thing. I need to put. We need to bring a flag with bring us. Bring like flag. little toothpicks with flags on them, and no, just everywhere a we big step. one, like a big one, like drive through. Just let's when we're heading to Canada this year, let's drive through North Dakota and just put a stake like, like no one on else. the side of a mountain. This land has been claimed by Porter May. Yeah, just this is mine, boy. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's. And like doing that, like traveling up north, just that whole trip, me, us three in the truck for 26 hours, we saw beautiful country. We beautiful country, Duluth. Yeah. I mean, we went from everything from a strong northerner to a a ice storm to Mitchell wrecking my truck. The whole situation was great. Every, I didn't regret a single second. (laughs) We bring up about that. Okay. Look, we bring up the wrecking of the truck. I was dead on focused, like, when that happened. Zeroed in on the road. I was not speeding. I was going the speed limit or under. I wish you could have seen the look in his eyes, Porter. Complete control was lost. There was nothing I could do. So, it really, I mean, it would have happened to anybody that was behind the wheel. I'm not saying it wouldn't have. I know. I'm just saying that was was sketchy shit. I just swapped over to Mitchell driving, and I laid in the back seat to try to get me a nap in. And I'm laying there, and I haven't gone to sleep yet. And I just, like, it's that feeling where my face is in the back seat. I'm laid across the whole thing, and I'm just facing the back seat. And I just, it, I feel the the trailer first. You go, and I just, and Matthew goes, Mitchell. And you just hear Mitchell go, fuck. Like, that was it. And then it just, he's like, stay on the road. He just goes, fuck. It was, fuck. it was like really quiet for the situation. Like in the cab, it was so quiet with, there was no like, oh, fuck. It was just like, all right, Mitch, take it easy. Don't I was trying the, to save. hit the brakes too hard. And you were I'll, like, I got, I'm good. I'm doing it. And then we're just off the road. I was <sighs> trying to keep us alive because I took my foot off the gas. And the left side of the road is a snow embankment. And the right side is literally a drop off. A sheer cliff. A fucking ravine that's no telling how deep. I mean, it was down there. We're in the fucking mountains. And, uh, man, I just, I would try to keep us on the road. But it just, it kept pushing me left, pushing me left. And every time I turned right, it would start pushing me right. And I damn sure didn't want to go off the right side of the road. So I was like, fuck it, we'll go left. And I'd rather hit this fucking snow ravine. Nice, soft, fluffy snowbank. Then hit the fucking ravine, dude. And if flip we, the truck and die, yeah, I would have been just laying in the back, eyes closed, just just waiting, just ready for death. I was just waiting, and when we hit, I just kind of just, you know, it just poof, poof, and I was he just stayed like, laying down until it wasn't in too the abrupt bank. though. Yep. The, the um, when we made contact with the snow, it wasn't too bad. We kind of we plowed through it, you know. And uh, it could have been a hell of a lot worse. I'm glad it happened like it did. I mean, I wish we wouldn't have ran off the road at all, but yeah. What was his name, man? Jeff. Jeff. His name was Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. Thank God for Jeff. Yeah, <laughs> he pulled us out. And then the following, like, I think um, during the course of us getting, like, we had a truck pull up, 18-wheeler. Like, y'all got a strap? I'll pull y'all out. We pulled us out, and then some cops were coming on the opposite side of the snowbank. That's bank, when you know, I walked the across to talk to uh, them. There were some police officers that pulled up, threw their lights on, and you know, we're kind of, they stopped and talked to us for a second. And they said like, you know, the next 10 miles are pretty rough. So take it easy. And then after that, the road frees up, it's not iced. And, uh, dude, in that next like 10 mile stretch, we must've seen like 10 or 15, 18 wheelers on either side of the road, just, just rolled over on their side over sideways or like, yeah. you know, there's one, like it was a flatbed carrying a bunch of pipe and there was fucking pipe everywhere. When it rolled, there was shit everywhere. It was like, Oh my gosh. I will tell you this though. One item we will have in that trailer is a fucking toe strap. A big yes. one. A big one. A big a, ass toe Like a, a hundred foot, like for sure. Yeah, he had to stick the, the tail end of his trailer like into the median, which mind you again is is 
three feet deep in snow. He was like pushing snow and we had to like dig out the little corner of his trailer to hook the strap up to it. Thank God for Jeff. We'd probably still be there. Oh, oh my God. Because they haven't stopped snowing up there. No, it's still cold up there. We're going to start an online campaign at one point to find Jeff. Operation Find Jeff. And send him something. He probably isn't even real. He's probably not even a person. That might have been an a, angel. I was about to say, like, he might have been a guardian angel. Yep. And then, like, as soon as he drove off, his truck and himself probably just disappeared. Broken leg, too. He Went into the sky. Yeah, he got out of the truck with a broken leg. That dude was tougher than freaking, like, I'm telling you. He just got out, and he was limping. He was like, yeah, I, He's like, yeah, I broke my leg yesterday. He's like, oh, my God. Just got out of the hospital. Just got out of the hospital. I was like, making well, a run to Duluth tonight. Yeah, he made a run all the way to Duluth. But uh, memory, time, memories were made, man. Memories are made. Yeah. Thank you, Jeff. Well, yeah, oh, Jeff. Yeah, man. A lot of good memories made out there on the road. And I'm ready to make some more, dude. I'm I'm ready to make some more, and I hope that I'm able to, you know, find that time, find that happy medium, you know, with the child you know, with and the child wife, and wife and keeping everybody happy. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I have to I, – I just – like me, I, it's a little bit different for me since I don't have a kid. I just, I try to have experiences like that with my wife so then I can go do experiences with the boys, you know. Yeah. Saturdays are for the boys, but, like, I'm leaving in, like, 22 days. Or, no, what's the day? The second? So, yep. in 24 days, I'm leaving. I mean, Delaney, are, it's going to end up being a 5,000-mile road, like, round trip. But we're going to New Mexico, Nevada, California, like, I, I, I don't know. Like, I have a whole literal Google map set out with different stops. And the the main stop, though, is Napa Valley. You know, I want to go to wine country. Yeah, you want to go get amongst them in I want to go get amongst them. You might never come back, man. Those are your people out there. Yeah, you know, those are. But That will be fun, though. Be that will be. Trip. I want to go do, like, the the hot air balloons at sunrise in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I'm going to go hiking in a couple of different canyons between Nevada, New Mexico. Uh, I don't even remember. I have like three or four states I'm hiking in. I just, I'm blank right now, but I'm not going to sit there and dwell upon it. But I'll take her on like two weeks doing that, so then I'm good for, you know, multiple weeks of, Doing whatever just, the hell you want. You can just go in and doing yeah. whatever the hell I want to do. Yeah, you just tell her when you get back, hey, don't forget. Don't forget about this trip. Yeah. Because here in a couple of months, I'm gone. Yeah. I basically dedicate my, like, my summer is my time with my wife. Yeah. I mean, she's a teacher, so that is, you know, we, that's when she can do stuff. So I tried to go, like, we get back for, like, two weeks, then I have to go to the river with her. Or not have to, I want to, but we're going to go to the river for, like, four or five days, and then come back and I think we have one more trip planned and then it's like just basically waiting on October, November, December. Just waiting on it, dude. That's all I'm doing right now. We got some trips we'll probably take between now and then, but like every year I like the start of the new year, I'm like, all right, I've got ten months or eight months or nine months or however long until it's time. Yeah. That's what I that's what my countdown starts at Tanner gets to join us this year on our northern trip. He, uh, I know he's super excited. I'm, I'm excited to have him along with us for this one. Um, I just know he usually sets his calendar for Disney World, and then after That's Disney, right. like he does Disney World, and then he's ready to go hunting. I think um, he's like a platinum member now, right? Don't they well, have that? Uh, I think he has stock in it now. So, oh yeah. Yeah. He just got a company truck and, you know, all this stuff. He's became a big wig over there where he works and, uh, you know, fully wrapped 2,500 Duramax. And uh, he makes, you know, a lot more money than all three of us put together. And I think he actually part owner of Disney World. I might be lying, but I don't know. You know, might be. Um, him and Joe, like, I just, I like having rich friends amongst us, you know. Just Joe, to be is, uh, Joe shames all of us. Yeah, yeah. No, Joe is actually, his last name is Invista. So, Joe spends more money on cigarettes annually than I make, you know? which He does. He, do, he, he does love the cools. Yeah. Yes, he does. We've been, and we, I even made a clip a while back about that. You know, we need to try to help Joe get off the cools. But, you know, it's just something, you know. 
I can't hate on him. I dip tobacco, so if he smokes it, it's fine, you know. But the main thing we take away from this episode is Matthew's return. Matthew's back with a vengeance. Ah, welcome and, back. Um, yep. we, we look forward to We got a bunch of good stuff playing this year. We're going to have a lot of fun, make some good memories, and, uh, you know, hopefully uh, get to document some of it and just try to make the best of the time that we get to spend together, these podcasts and our hunting trips and all that. It's just a blast. We do appreciate all our listeners, all our sponsors, all our people that are just newly finding us and are enjoying the ride we're upon, you know, we're not trying to act like we're something special. You are, I think. Well, maybe you're trying to act like your shit don't stink. Well, mine doesn't, but y'all's does. And you're a medical anomaly. I am. I am. Uh, The doctor told me I was sick with it (laughs) whenever I was, whenever. The doctor thought I had Crohn's disease. (laughs) Well, that's on you, brother. Well, man, no, it's it's really good to be back, man. It feels good to be back on camera, back here in the studio with you guys. And, um, you know, I wish I had some more exciting shit to, to put out there for the viewers. But sadly, here lately, it's been just keeping it low-key, you know, just trying to get adjusted. So, um, But those times will come, man. We'll have more to share going forward. And, uh, yeah, I'm just looking forward to getting back into the, the normal life, you know, getting everything, getting back into the swing of everything. So, yeah. No, we appreciate you being back, man. Glad a bunch of the videos we've been posting have been your stuff, so it's good to have another hand in all that stuff. And then uh, everybody do, listening that does want to come and hang out with at any of us, really, I guess. I don't know who's all going to be there, but for Mars Fest coming up in like two weeks. Yeah, it's going to be the um, uh, the weekend of May 18th. So 18th, Thursday, 19th, Friday, 20th, Saturday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday of that weekend, Winnie, Texas, Marsh Fest, and um, and more to come. And at some point, once we get our uh, show schedule established, we'll put that out there for you guys if y'all want to come and check it out and come see us out on the road. Yep. But, yeah, no, we appreciate it. Everybody tuning in, listening, subscribing, following, and whatnot, man. We're going to keep trying to put it out. Yes, sir. And we will catch y'all for the next episode. We might have um, no telling who we'll have on here, but we'll catch y'all next time.